Hello, hello. Happy Monday. Welcome back to Point in Line to Head, elevating hairdressing, the podcast all about the art and design of hairdressing. I'm Cody. I'm a hairdresser in Washington, D.C., and I'm here, as always, with... I'm Tatum. I'm a hairdresser in northeastern Pennsylvania, and I'm a little sad that this is our last episode of the season. But it's been a really incredible journey. Uh, I'm really excited to have been a part of the podcast this season. And um, you can't get rid of me. I'm definitely coming back. So what did we do this season? Because this is a podcast all about the art and design of hairdressing. But this season, we kind of delved into the art and design of the hairdresser Mm -hmm. I think it's really I in one of the the (laughs) OG episodes of of this podcast I remember there was some quote and it would have been good to have pulled this before this moment but this quote about you know without without the artist like spirit there is no there is no art basically yeah. So, you know, if you don't nurture that part of yourself, then what are you even doing? So, you know, we've talked to each other. We've talked to a lot of guests and we really wanted to to bring to light that there are so many different ways to do that. There are so many different perspectives. There are so many different ways to feed a soul and uh, everybody has different different goals and different things that they need for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think when you start getting in touch with that personally and understanding what you personally need, you're able to bring just that much more to your work. Yeah, it's really it's really a beautiful thing when you allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to be able to make little shifts in your life necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to like just giving, go a little bit deeper. Yeah. And giving yourself permission to do that. Yeah. Right? And not looking at it as like, oh, this is really stupid that I'm doing this for myself or or whatever right. it is, whatever that voice and, is saying. Right. And being kind enough to yourself that it's not like, oh, I need to so that I can, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Uh, so what, did, what were some what were some big takeaways from from this season? Like, what were some of your favorite moments? I think in the last episode, I was saying how just you know having these conversations like this with with people that I've I've had a lot of contact with, right? Right. Where like Sam from Delaware. She she and I have known each other at least 10 years at this point. And we've talked about work. We've talked about all kinds of things over the years. And it's, you know, secret inside thing. Like the two of us have matching tattoos and all of this stuff. But we've never actually had a deeper conversation like we we've had in that episode with her. And the... There were so many of those moments, whether it was with someone like that, that I've talked to a thousand times or, you know, 
like Veer, who I've followed for a very long time, but have never actually sat down and talked to. Mm-hmm. There, there were moments in each of those that like kicked around in my head for days and days after after we had them. So I think like Krista, you're like, <laughs> you've mm-hmm. known Krista forever. And there were these little moments in there about that just took a while to sink in. Right. And just like being present to things and like, you know, why isn't she talking about, you know, X, Y, and Z that have happened to her? Oh, because she's talking about this instead. And she's thrilled about like, I've chosen to to build a creative space. Not right. like I opened a salon. I chose to build a creative space. Like that was a huge statement yeah. in that conversation. And with Scarlett's conversation too, um, I think it, that just opened me up to things that I hadn't even considered, mm-hmm. which was just so brilliant for me. You know, you don't you don't know what you don't know, and you and you don't know even how to consider something when you've never, you know, when it's never really been brought to your attention. And that conversation was really eye opening and. Um, you know, Veer, I've admired his work for so many years, never having a true conversation with him and seeing how like really community minded he and Scarlett both are, mm-hmm. but just very different approaches to it. And, you know, people that we know or know kind of and have admired just getting to know them a little bit more and just just show different approaches to things. And mm-hmm. it was all, I, I'm, I'm really grateful to have been able to have these conversations and be able to put them out there for other people. Yeah. I think just the, yeah, just the listening to people's stories in that, you know, I, I may never do this exact thing that they did, but being able to listen to it as, that that approach to that was really inspiring yes even if i don't go go and do that exact thing that they did and i i think there's a lot in that that we don't necessarily have to turn ourselves into a copy of someone to be inspired by them i think that that's what all of this was about right yeah like just this is There's a million different ways to get there. Mm -hmm. Your approach doesn't need to be like anybody else's, especially when we have so many things shoved down our throat on the daily of, you know, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what your self-awareness is supposed to look like. This is what your makeup is supposed to look like. This is, you know, whatever, whatever the buzzword or trend or whatever is for the moment and we just had really incredible examples of that's not true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that was the the idea is to to go on this journey because we all lived through a very interesting year Mm -hmm. last year and still kind of living through a lot of it right now but this idea of you know if you take the your work 
out of the mix, are you are you so happy with the person that's doing the work? What a great way to put that. But it's it's one of these things where, you know, taking a moment to to be respectful of your yourself enough to to say, okay, who am I? And that changes, like we've said many times. And you have to yeah. re re evaluate that every so often. But who am I? And how am I, you know, being being respectful of myself in in my normal my normal day so and i think from there you create a really great springboard to do whatever it is that you want to do next i i would agree with that so what do you think it is that you want to do next where do you want to see the industry grow there's my my question that i asked every single person this i set myself up for that one didn't i (laughs) (laughs) just left that wide open um, I mean, so the big goal with Point Line is to have more people that are just creatively open and, you know, willing to experiment with their work and and less tied into these ideas of trends and fashion and whatever is going viral on TikTok right now or whatever, whatever the measurement of trendy is these days, whatever the kids are calling it. And <laughs> I, I think moving past that and being more kind of more true to, to who each of us is. And I think in that we can start to really start taking ourselves seriously and start taking the industry seriously. And with that, people on the outside, I think in turn will start to take the industry seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's really about about respect right and i think we've we've touched on that here and there through the episodes but it's that's what it's about like what we do is is really cool and if we can be a little more inspired to be true to ourselves while we're doing that work yeah and like unapologetically unapologetically yeah. I think it's one of the most difficult things to be is yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I would, I would agree with you that that's where I want to see things going as well. We don't need trends to dictate who we are as people. I think helping and what we do is so cool in that we can help people to feel, to feel themselves we have the ability to connect with people and bring this this element of nonverbal communication inside of them outside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we get to help people express themselves and we're we're part of this the way people want to present themselves to the rest of the world we are part of that that journey process, whatever, whatever word fits there. And that's a really cool thing. And it's, it's cool. Which for me is really inspiring as well, because the more I see people like things about themselves, the more it helps me to like more things about myself. 
mm-hmm. you know, like watching that happen. It's like, oh, maybe I could stand a little bit of time in the mirror. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's, yeah. So I think that that's a big thing. And I definitely, a, a lot of our our guests talked about self-care. And I think that's a really important thing for the industry as a whole. And I think we would all be so much better off if we we all took a lunch break, right? If we could start that challenge yeah. <laughs> on social media and like lunch break challenge, I'm taking my lunch. Um, oh my God, seriously. I actually, I think that when we came back from lockdown, there was this thing that came out that was like, you know, normalize whatever. Um, and it was like taking, taking a lunch break, not waiting all day to pee, not living on just coffee. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to listen to that because that is, you know, I would work from 10 o'clock in the morning until nine o'clock at night and survive on whatever dark chocolate in the back room I'm throwing Mm -hmm. into my face while I'm mixing color Mm -hmm. and six cups of coffee or so. So I've really, I've, I've really been present to, to doing that and taking care of myself and also listening to the team because it's not the same for everybody. I think that there was a moment where we started believing that self-care was just taking a bath, mm-hmm. having a glass of wine, sitting down, having some tea, reading a book or whatever. Those things are lovely, but true self-care is doing things that are really taking care of yourself. It's you know, and just doing things that are truly going to improve the quality of your life. Mm-hmm. That's what self-care is. And every every single guest that we talked to this season had, you know, talked about self-care in a very real way. Mm-hmm. And it, again, it looked different for all of them. Yeah, it looked different for everybody, but really doing things that improve the quality of their life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that wasn't even on the the topic of topics of conversation that we wanted to like bring up either. Is that the interesting right. part? But it's so it, it's becoming ingrained where you don't question your. And I think I said this on one of our lives. Like if you book a dentist appointment and they say, oh, that's that's the time that, you know, the office has lunch or whatever it is. Yep. We don't question that. And if you do, then you're you're. But right. You know, and that should be the same for us that there's, you know, taking away this idea that like we just run endlessly through through our whole day because it's that's not that's not good mm-hmm. and and how on earth are we going to get to the end of the day with the same amount of motivation that we walked in the door with yeah like it, you how? can't yeah you can't and inevitably 
something happens in the middle of the day, whether it's the foils took you longer to put in than you thought, or you didn't quite get the lift that you needed, or you needed 10 extra minutes on this haircut, or, you know, what, whatever. Yeah. And you need to give yourself a beat to, to recover from those little things so that they don't become bigger things. Yep. So that by the end of the day, you're not running an hour and a half late. Right. From like five minutes here and five minutes there and whatever else. And yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that the most amazing thing was this is the first you know, holiday season where I didn't have like full days where my lunch was Christmas cookies and chocolate that people had brought in as gifts. Yes, mine too. Because that's like, that's the worst. And then by the time you actually get to celebrating whatever holiday you're going to celebrate with your family, you're like, if I can just stay awake, we will be good. Right. And is that the way to celebrate that? Or if I can somehow manage to eat before I finish this second glass of Prosecco. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I haven't eaten in days. Except right. for sugar and coffee. Right. Right. So I think it's, uh, I think that that's important for that to become a universal thing. And I think, like we talked about in one of our lives, where if we all start doing this, and it's a good thing for, for us all to be doing it, right? And for yeah. us to talk about our lunch break with our clients and to become a, a normal thing that we all talk about as an industry instead of it being like, oh, yeah, I haven't eaten all day. Can you give me five minutes to, like, scarf down a granola bar and use the bathroom? And, like, no. And and if that becomes something that we all are saying universally, that, yeah. oh, yeah, my lunch break. or And that helps really drive that respect for the whole industry. Yeah. And think about how your guest feels as well. Same Mm -hmm. guest, same scenario, both sitting there when you say, oh, yeah, I just came off of my lunch break. I'm so excited. Let's get ready to go do your Mm -hmm. hair. Or I just worked through my lunch break. Just give me two seconds to eat a granola bar, you know, whatever. How are they going to translate what you just said to them into what their appointment is going to be like? Mm-hmm. And even right. if you it, don't tell them, they're going to know because yeah. because a person who has not taken care of themselves behaves differently than a person who has. Exactly. But if you got on an airplane and the pilot said, oh, didn't have a chance to eat today. Would yeah. you want to fly on that plane? Right. Like, come on. Or your surgeon. Right, you're going to surgery and your surgeon's like, can you give me five minutes to just scarf down this package of M&M's before? Like, come on. (laughs) Right. No. (laughs) Right. So it's, I I think that that's an important thing and I think we need to universally start really embracing that Um, because it is important and it does instill like a lot of confidence in that like, oh, I've taken care of myself so I can now take care of you. Mm-hmm. And, and so on so I think that those are those are big things what else would you like to see change in the industry well I think that 
it's something that we we're already seeing happen and it kind of goes hand in hand with people allowing themselves to really be unapologetically themselves that gives more power back to stylists mm-hmm. and then you know trends just kind of trends create themselves and they move in and out of fashion and they don't need to be driven by any kind of advertising. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, we're, we're starting to see that. And I really, I really hope that it, it continues because I think that, I think that that would be something that would be really elevating for individuals and the industry as a whole Mm -hmm. yeah the the independence that we're all independently thinking about what what everyone's going to look like and i think any any design related field has is like that any like big well-respected design field is like that where you've got be personal Right. You've got these individual people that really strongly believe in, you know, this is my my vision of what things should be like. And here's what I'm doing to to make that happen in the world. So. So, I mean, I think if we if we look at it as any other kind of artistry, we don't see you know, we, we see trends driven by by artists, by society, by kind of the global economics, we different social issues, different whatever. Like you you see that happening in you know, in visual art. Um, but then when you come to the fashion industry and the beauty industry, it starts there. But then it becomes so much of a product. And I think that that we're slowly starting to see that. Uh, I don't want to say fall apart or crumble or whatever. But we're, we're starting to see a, a reclaiming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I that's what I want to that's what I want to continue. Because I, mean, I do consider yeah. what we do in art. Yeah. And so it's interesting you look back at, you know, a lot of the big things that happened in the 60s and 70s in terms of hair. And Mm -hmm. while there were hair products and things, we did not have the same arsenal. And I remember listening to, ooh, I think it was someone that worked for, worked for Sassoon's or something in like the 60s or something. And they were using clipper oil to style people's hair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as proof that, you know, you can, you can create from whatever. <laughs> the art is going to happen. Yep. So, yeah. Ingenuity is ingenuity and, and creativity is creativity, period. So just because you don't have the latest whatever doesn't mean that you're not going to be good or successful at mm-hmm. whatever it is. And sometimes even just editing things back and going, you know what, I'm not going to pick up this tool this week and I'm going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's life altering. So yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff happening 
right now. Yeah. Kind of culturally within the industry. And I can't wait to see where it goes. And I hope that we're all still like, we're all headed down this positive track together. Yeah. Um, I think that the more that the world opens up, you know, we're, we're starting to see a little bit of a push back toward, you know, what normal used to look like. But I think that enough people have become, you know, really, really took such a, a big positive out of all of this. You know, it's never going to go back there. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to, to see what happens next. And I, on that note, (laughs) (laughs) so again, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you've enjoyed this, this latest season. It's a departure from, from what this podcast sounded like previously, but I think it's, uh, like we just said, it's, a positive, positive departure from the way things may have once been. And we're planning on coming back with a season five, kind of towards the end of the summer. We don't have a a concrete date and schedule, which of course drives me insane, but we don't have it. (laughs) I'm totally fine with it. (laughs) She's like, why can't you just let this be? Um... (laughs) And, but so, yeah, and I don't know what it's, what season five is going to look like. Neither of us do. And I'm excited for that. You know, maybe, maybe something will come out of your interactions with us about this podcast that'll help to steer the direction that we go in next. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that... I will leave you with today's final parting thought, which was also a parting thought from episode two, but we found this kind of perfect to settle the season with. And that is, if you couldn't fail, what is it that you would want to do with your life? Happy Monday. Welcome to Point and Line Elevating Hairdressing, the podcast all about the art and design of hairdressing. My name is Cody Farrow. I'm a hairdresser in DC. 
And I'm here, as always, with the super talented, gorgeous, amazing, incredible soul that is... Hi, I'm Tatum. I'm from northeastern Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) 